And we are recording. Ah. And let me. <laughs> what was that? Ah. This is Winging It, the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music, where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't, and this happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. This week is, you know, it's kind of continue a little bit of a theme, and I'm not sure if it's a good theme, but I'm going with it anyway, so I'm just rolling with it, and you know what? It's our fucking show, so I'm doing it. What do you think of that? Right on. And, you know, as she said, we're going to be here every week unless uh, it's kind of non-binding. It's a non-binding thing. I mean, there's no well, act. It's not actionable night. if we don't do it every week, but we're going to try. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it actionable? Yeah, I mean. I guess they could stop listening. That's a brutal action. Oh. Oh, ooh. We didn't well, think about that one. So far, so good. Yeah. Every week, every week. <laughs> yes. Well, this is courtesy of grunge.com, and this time we're going to be talking about musicians who were almost murdered. Almost. So they survived. They survived. So being a famous musician is a pretty tough gig, as we know. What did I do? Oh, nothing. No. Uh, It's a... uh, It was a mosca. Yeah, a mosca. Did you hear it? No, I just thought of one. I was just... It was a reflex. I I thought of a musician that that happened to. Oh, good. Okay. So I will ask for that in a moment. So hold on to that. So there are plenty of perks, of course, fame, fortune, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's long hours. There's dues that must be paid. And there's a chance, chance, what happened there? And there is a chance you could get shot, knifed, or tortured to death. You know, they could happen. Um, so let's talk about a few of those. We're not going to talk about every person it ever happened to, but we're going to talk about a few. I'm going to give you the stories. I want your take. And I also want to know if you've heard of them before. So did you know that Justin Bieber could have died? Uh, no, that's news to me. And I'm going to say at the outset yes. that even though, even if you're not going to be shot or stabbed or anything, yes. uh, fame still sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's something I've always dreaded. Agreed. I mean, not that I was ever in any danger of it. <laughs> it's not as oh if it was God. going to overtake me or anything. It's not something that people necessarily yeah. thrust upon us. I wasn't exactly counting on it, um, but it's really got to suck. And my, I, I pity the, the famous, and uh, people treat them like dirt, and my heart goes out to them. Yeah, no privacy, you know, they can't have, you know, special moments, or if they do, there has to be, you know, a million people around them, or they have to be in their home, or, you know, they have to, like, have their own island or whatever. You know, it's like, (laughs) go to the beach, and there's some asshole with a picture, look at that cellulite, I mean, you know, look how skinny they are, I mean, you know. This guy, I feel like he's been treated like a beetle. If you watch, like, the woman's reactions or girls' reactions to him, it's the screaming, it's the whole thing, he's mobbed, groped by groupies, and sometimes they want more than an autograph. Right. So let's talk about Dana Martin, a rapist and murderer who is already serving two life sentences. He was a hardcore believer. And that's what they call Justin yeah, Bieber that's fans. that's what they call them. I can't even. Nope. The man wrote several letters to the Canadian superstar and even got a tattoo on his leg of Bieber while in prison. Wow. So... Bieber obviously never responded, kind of like the Stan thing, right? Never responded to this freaky fan mail, which made Martin a little angry, just in case you're wondering, just a little bit. Total Stan. Right, total Stan. 
So he was upset that Bieber was also turning into a bad boy, right? Because he had this good boy image and he was very squeaky clean, you know, when oh, he was yes. younger. Oh, yes. I remember the bad Bieber. Yes. And it didn't help Martin. Uh, and, uh, you know, he also wanted his 15 minutes of fame. So he was determined to teach this guy a lesson for, one, number one, standing him, right? Mm-hmm. And the number two, for kind of getting off to the wrong path. So he's like, dude, here's what I'm going to do. Mark Stakey, I'm assuming, his cellmate, he said... I want you to do two things for me for five for fifty thousand dollars and a Ferrari and a farm once owned by Michael J. Fox. I'd like you to castrate and kill him. Wow. That's very specific. Castrate and then kill him. Why not just kill him? No, no, no. I want you to torture him slowly before you kill him. So um, Martin promised five thousand for each of Bieber's cajones. So for each one was an additional five thousand. So if he delivered them. Like if he like lost one, he'd only get five. Right, that's correct. I lost one on the street. Whoops, I gave it away. Whatever. So my dog ate it. That's right. <laughs> that could happen. Could happen. But, but the dog would do that quicker than the homework. If you, know. you just drop it, anything right. on the ground is gone. So yeah, if you dropped a cojone on the ground, it's going to be eaten. So when Stakey was released from New Mexico prison, he teamed up with his nephew, and they headed for New York to do the deed. Fortunately. <laughs> killers being as brilliant as they may be mm-hmm. they made a wrong turn and end up in canada where he was he being stakey was arrested for violating his parole yeah and, uh, and uh, hopefully they were strapped into old sparky uh, and rode the lightning <laughs> shortly thereafter <laughs> well you wish but dana martin eventually pled guilty to two counts of attempted murder and bieber obviously lived to sing another day with his private parts intact wow so no riding the lightning what a disappointing so story no it- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do what I can. Yeah. I didn't want to alter well, the ending I know. of the I mean, story. It's not wasn't your call. Yeah. No, it wasn't my call, but so You're just the messenger. That's true. So how wacky is that? So you stand somebody and either they kill themselves as in the song Stan, you know, or by Eminem by the way, or <laughs> you know, they're going to have your balls cut off and <laughs> and have you killed. Absolutely. I mean, you got to answer your fan mail, yeah. folks. We always answer our fan mail at bofonair at gmail.com, just so you know. <laughs> so you don't uh, have to come for cojones or anything. Christina does, yes. <laughs> Christina answers every single one. I know? do, yes. And uh, <laughs> not going to lie to you. you know? <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that's a that's a bad. That's fan. a Brad. Uh, that's a that's a Brad. Hmm. And that's most most people story. would not react that way. That's correct. Now let's talk about Fifty Cent or Fitty Fitty Cent. Yes, Fitty Fitty got shot a bunch of times. Well, in two thousand, while struggling to hit the big times, Fitty was sitting in a car. <laughs> Curtis Jackson. <laughs> that's right, outside his grandmother's house in Queens, when an assassin or a would-be assassin walked up to the vehicle and unloaded his gun. Nine bullets tore into the rapper's body. Leg, hip, arm, right hand, chest, and left side of his face. Damn. After emptying the clip, the gunman managed to escape and was never arrested. But they think that it was Daryl Baum, a man who worked for Michael Tyson as his bodyguard. But before he was, he could be brought to justice, Baum, that is, he was shot down, possibly in retaliation for the hit on Fiddy. Wow. As for the rapper, six weeks before... Fiddy could walk by himself and five months before he totally recovered. So the attack permanently altered his speech patterns and the gunshot destroyed his mouth. In fact, a fragment of the bullet is still lodged in his tongue. Still. The singer explained to Vanity Fair that the doctors didn't remove the bullet because it would have further damaged his nerves. So he seriously has a bullet in his... I mean, that how gangster can you get? 
But as Rolling Stone put it, his lazy tongue and the hole in his jaw gave Fiddy a slur like no one in hip-hop. And Fiddy said, getting shot just totally fixed my instrument. Oh, shit. That's a way to take that shit in stride. Yeah, you know? that's that is an outlook right there. I mean, and I gotta say that the, the team that saved his ass. Okay, they they should have a bank oh holiday after god. them. I mean, you know what the nine times. Oh folks. my god! And I'm sorry how 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 he didn't die. I don't know. I, One more time. Body, the body, including legs, hip, arm, right hand, chest, and left side of his face the guy emptied a clip into him at point blank range you know it's hard it's always a little bit of a surprise to me when people survive shootings at all multiple times sometimes oh what did God. what did uh, president reagan get like four i think it was four yeah it was crazy got, an old man got shot four yeah. times and he didn't die how is that yeah. possible I didn't know about the hit on Fiddy's life. Now, of course, you know Biggie. No, no, I didn't. You know Tupac, and we know all that stuff, but those were obviously successful. But there's no reason that that guy walked away or whatever, ran away from that scene, not thinking he just killed that man. Oh, my goodness. And he had to, like, learn to walk again, learn everything. I mean, I can't even imagine. But anyway, he's taken it all in stride and obviously took it all to the bank. And he lived. He's, that guy's got at least nine lives because he got shot nine times. And I think, didn't he put out an album after that called Bulletproof or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which, exactly. uh, you know, I guess I guess that's kind of a reasonable thing Apropos. to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want to keep pushing it. You don't want to keep testing it or anything. You don't. No, you don't want to push um, it. And uh, didn't he go on and make movies and stuff after that? Oh, yeah, that? he yeah. did. I mean, He's an you know, actor. Yeah. Absolutely. And he just showed up at the halftime show. He was in the I knew he was show, an actor. Yeah. I just didn't. I didn't remember before or after because I don't. I think remember it's the, after. I don't remember the year of the shooting. Well, I think he had to um, first, obviously, make it as a rapper. Then he could get into movies. It was two thousand that he got shot. You see, that's twenty-two years ago. Yeah. In a life as long as mine, twenty-two <laughs> years really doesn't seem that long. You know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I remember that. It wasn't that long ago. It was fucking twenty-two it was years so ago. So long. I know. It's crazy. I was listening to In the Club, right? I'm in the club, rather, and I was like, what was that, seven years ago? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It I, always seems like that to I, me. I'm always like five, seven years ago, and and people just look at me like, what the hell? I'm like, look, time is all relative, people. Okay? No, it happens even to young <laughs> things and tender. You know? Seriously, because I'm like, what the hell? Well, have, did, have you heard of or did you know that Bono and Jimmy Buffett almost died? Uh, absolutely not in either case. Okay, so crazy. They almost died together. Together. That's even stranger, right? So this was in 1996, and Jimmy Buffett released a song called Jamaica Mistakia. Did you hear that one? <laughs> I have no trouble believing that. Yeah, no, I, no, I haven't heard it. that. No. Yeah, and I'm good without ever hearing it. But this I was I didn't think you were dying to hear that no. one. <laughs> uh, if I don't want to hear the song about cheeseburgers, I don't want to hear the one about the Mistakia. Um, so it was inspired by a real life incident that nearly left Buffet or Buffet. I always like to call him whatever a Caribbean casualty. I know it's Buffet or Buffett or Buffy, but I call him whatever because I don't like it anyway. So a few months before releasing the song, he was headed to Jamaica, hoping for a little rest, of course, as you do when you go to Jamaica. And he wasn't alone. In addition to Chris Blackwell, founder of Island Records, he was hanging out with Bono. And who had brought along his wife and his two young kids. They were going to have a nice holiday. Why not? Nice. And they were in an old World War II jet. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. So unbeknownst to the musical tourists, Jamaica authorities had misidentified the craft as a drug smuggler's plane. And when it touched down, cops opened fire. They just started shooting. Opened fire. It's pretty rare, folks. They shot 100 bullets into the plane. Wow. That Jimmy Buffett, Bono, and his family were on. Damn. They pulled the Bonnie and Clyde on Jimmy Buffett and Bono. 
forcing Bono and his family, obviously, to dive for cover. And uh, Bono says, I felt as if we were in the middle of a James Bond movie. Only this was real. No one was hurt. Wow. What the hell? And the Jamaican authorities apologized. Guess guess what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Your apology can suck it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We sorry we we're sorry we turned you into a shooting gallery, you know. <laughs> sorry about that. Our mistake. Uh Bono obviously didn't stick around. He just like <laughs> yeah. when the fun got when the gunfire stopped, he got in his in a, in a plane and flew the fuck back to Florida. So um now that was the closest Bono ever came to getting killed by an angry mob until that whole iTunes fiasco, obviously. Then, you know. iTunes fiasco, I don't know about, but that's interesting that well, both of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that that was tongue-in-cheek, but the iTunes fiasco is YouTube just put their album free on all these devices. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about another time where they were almost killed. No. And <laughs> or people, he was almost no, killed. No, I know. mean, but they... People were super People angry. were outraged. How dare you give me free music? Yeah, Whatever uh, uh, will I do? How yeah. am I going to recover from this? I mean, even if they put Jimmy Buffet, <laughs> I'm just trying to class him up, on my iPad, I would simply delete it. I wouldn't go crying about it. I'd be like, thanks, dude. Your shit sucks. I'm out. I can't. Yeah. But I don't understand why you have to cry about it. But whatever. Even, if it, was, even if it was Jimmy Buffet. Yes. <laughs> uh, now you're, I know Buffett, you're going to freak. I've told you this before. You're going to freak. I have... I'm one of those people who got the U2 album "Songs of Innocence." I think I love it. Uh, dropped on my uh, on my iPhone, and I I swear I've never listened to the whole thing. I know this is ridiculous. I've never listened to the whole thing. It's right there. It's free. I know. Let's just pretend Spotify didn't exist. You know, but I never listened to it, and I should. I know it's good. You should give Shame me a shot, me. especially because you like me. U2. You know, other people who don't, and we're outraged. I kind of like them. No, they're I good. I really they're like them. Uh, I know. You know me. All right, what about Mick Jagger? Do you know that he almost died? Um, no, I think there have been a couple of plots, but I didn't know he almost died, no. Well, you know, depends. There's some plots, but, you know, obviously in 1969, you know the Altamont concert? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it had some of the biggest bands of the 60s, Sinatra, Jefferson Airplane, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Unfortunately, the concert wasn't exactly peaceful, as you know. The Stones had hired the Hells Angels to provide security, and according to the story, the biker gang was given $500 in free beer to whack concert goers with pool cues. There no, you go. not even lying. And by the end of the night, four people were dead, including an 18-year-old um, named Meredith Hunter. And after getting roughed up by the Angels, Hunter pulled a gun only to find himself on the wrong end of a biker's knife. So this was all captured on film. Yes, yes. And the stabbing was the death knell for the free-loving 60s. So it kind of killed that whole thing, literally and figuratively. And it almost got Mick Jagger killed. How you ask? Yeah, Alt- we th- we think of Altamont. We think of the Hell's Angels. We think of the the whole you right. know, the disaster. But uh, Jagger himself, uh, maybe you'll tell me, and it'll jog my memory. I sure will. Well, they were furious. They being the Stones were furious how things had gone down and refused to ever use the Hell's Angels for security again. Well, you mean that wonderful plan didn't work out? Gee, yeah, what a it was surprise! Such a great plan. Well, the Hell's Angels were pissed. Yeah, just in case you were wondering. I. I wouldn't occur to me to hire the Hells Angels for anything. No. Well, they decided that they were going to murder him. They're going to murder Mick Jagger. Um, so they planned to sail out to his house in Long Island. And they were going to sneak up from the ocean, creep into his backyard. Um, but as fate would have it, there was a horrible storm and their boat capsized. <laughs> so they never got to go kill <laughs> Mick Jagger. But the FBI found out the plot. 
Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, so he was almost killed for doing the lamest thing anyone could ever think to do, which is hiring Hell's Angels to do security for you. Now, what could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, I know young, your brain's not formed, you know, you're not wise, yeah. you're, you're a rock star, you think you know, people treat you like your god, but hire the Hell's Angels, I think that would register in anybody's mind as a really shitty idea. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, well, maybe what I do is I'll hire, you know, Bill Cosby to to mix drinks for my next party. I mean, like, that's a such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't add up. It I mean, doesn't make sense. You need people who have, like, some kind of training and some kind of guide, you know, some kind of things... Uh, they need to know what security is all about. I mean, I mean, Hell's Angels, no, no. I know I'm preaching to the choir here because that is what you do. Yeah. You do security. You've worked in, you know, security capacity for many years. So even you, knowing security, there's no fucking way you'd hire Hell's Angels to do shit. No. And I don't have any issues with Hell's Angels as an entity. Do your thing. No, me neither. I'm not going to have you... Security. I ain't taking a chance on you, no, because security is not your line. <laughs> That's, That's right. All. It's not your thing. That's okay. I mean, hey, Hell's Angels never bothered me, nope. and there's no evidence that they, you know, no really hard evidence that they're doing anything wrong. Nope. There's a lot of allegations, so I got no beef with them at all. And now everybody in the world has heard of them because, oh, yeah. well, it's a glo- no, it's a worldwide thing. It's a worldwide Their thing. chapter's worldwide. Yep. However, this is the, this is, we're from California. This is the actual home of the Hell's That's Angels. That's right. So we, we see them out here. But, exactly. Uh, I see them on the street, and I'm like, right on, dude. Here you go. I share the road. I move over. Let them do their thing. That's cool. I expect respect. And That's I right. Know. I expect it, and I give it. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. Well, what about George Harrison? I think everyone knows this one. Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind. This is a brutal one. So, you know, I'm going to share it just in case some people haven't heard it. Feel free to chime in. So this was December 30th, 1999. It was a very bad day. So thanks to a schizophrenic name, Michael Abram, who thought George Harrison was a witch that had uh, possessed poor Abram. Um, He also thought God wanted him to kill Harrison. So he uh, invaded the Oxfordshire, is that how you say it? Oh, yeah. Oxfordshire uh, mansion, armed with a knife and a stone sword. He'd broken off a statue in George's own garden. Let me just go ahead and take this. That's some cold shit. Some cold shit. Let me me stab you. I mean... Weapon I mean, of opportunity, but that's getting a little personal. I think you know. so, too. You know, unless you, like, <laughs> tried to slice him open with his own album or something. I mean, it's, like, right along those lines. Fortunately, Harrison stepped out of his bedroom and saw him downstairs, this this horrible Abram. Hoping to confuse the intruder, the singer began shouting, Hare Krishna! But the trick didn't work, and the guy rushed up the stairs ready to kill the pop star. Well, George, peace, love, harmony, tackled this motherfucker. <laughs> The two of them battled for the knife, and George's wife, Olivia, smashed him over the head with the brass poker. Go team! Yeah! Team, Go team, team. Harrison! You know? Holy shit! Soon, all three were on the ground in a desperate fight for life. During the melee, uh, Harrison was stabbed in the chest, and he described how he could hear his lung deflate. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So as he lay wounded, Olivia began swinging a table lamp, fending off the assailant for long enough for the police to arrive and after the arrest he spent a few months in a mental hospital because schizophrenia is very fucked up i mean you Mm -hmm. do some weird shit um and he was released in 2002 which obviously is a few years after and according to the most recent reports he's now living in a hostel with medication and psychiatric helps and hopes to quote be an ordinary bloke 
As long as they're watching his ass, I have no problem. They're watching but, his ass. You know, and he's medicated. A, a dude a dude is crazy? I get it. It's a, anybody who's ever seen the Psycho series, I, I'm always on Norman's side. I want him to get well. The poor yeah, guy. he's crazy. Um, and if somebody like this, regardless of his excuse, regardless of legitimate mental illness, you do got to fight big time. Yeah, you, you do. Know? It's unfortunate you might have to kill his ass, but you might. Yeah. But uh, if, if you don't have to. If he had a gun, to, he might have. Yeah, if you don't have to, cool. But if you got to, you got to, you know. But uh, it's good to hear the guy's doing better and that, uh, well, George didn't die from that as terrible an incident as it was. Yeah. We did lose George, we but did we lose lost George. him to... Big loss. Some, oh, the worst. Something we couldn't save him from, but he saved himself and his wife. I mean, I just go. I just am so down. Elvis Presley. Mm, I don't think I got this one. This one's very interesting. Involves somebody that you really, really like in the plot to kill him. No kidding. Are you ready for this? 1971. Elvis found himself in a tricky situation involving a pistol-packing assassin named Vincent Damon Furnier. No! Get you... the fuck out of here. Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cooper was hanging out with Liza Minnelli, Chubby Checker, and Linda Lovelace one evening when they were all notified that Elvis wanted to meet them. Well, shit, I'm going if Elvis yeah. wants to meet me. The group was ushered into his Vegas apartment, and after a few pleasantries, Elvis invited Cooper into his kitchen. That's when he, when Elvis handed his new buddy a thirty-eight caliber pistol, wanting to show off his martial arts prowess. Mm-hmm. Elvis said, "Point the gun at me." As the rocker trained the snub-nosed pistol, I'm um, sorry. As the rocker pointed the snub-nosed pistol at Presley, a little voice appeared in his head, according to Cooper. For one brief moment, the mischievous little devil on my left shoulder whispered in my ear, "Shoot him!" Oh shit. <laughs> As Cooper explained his autobiography, if the godfather of shock rock plugged the king of rock and roll, it would be the best story, the biggest story, maybe not the best, in music history. And for a second, he actually considered pulling the trigger. Moments later, Elvis put Cooper on the ground using his martial arts uh, prowess, and Elvis removed his one, once Elvis removed his foot from Cooper's throat, he continued chatting like nothing had ever happened. Cool. <laughs> Oh, good so, story. And I know I never heard that one before. So, Alice, maybe, you know, I don't know. Are there any meds you took after that that you actually considered shooting Elvis? I, yeah, I, he just uh, says, who does that? I don't know. Who does that? He's so normal, though, really. You know? Yeah, but I, 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 I couldn't imagine. I'm trying to think, like, Elvis was the biggest star. Who, who would it be? A Bono. Bono standing in front of me, and he's like, point the gun at me. There was no point where I'd be like, I should shoot this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what? Devil, angel. If I shot him, it would be such a big story. I'd so be in jail, but it'd be such a huge story. So, Bob Marley, did you know that people wanted to kill this peaceful man? No, I did not. This is quite something. So this is 1976. Jamaica was divided, as you know, between two political parties. So the PNP, which is a People's National Party, um, and the right-wing Jamaican Labor Party, uh, so the JLP, and the PNP asked Bob if he wanted to do a concert in Jamaica. And they promised it wouldn't be political, but that it would focus on uniting all of Jamaica. And you know him. He yeah. was, of course. So he agreed to perform. But immediately afterward, the prime minister um, of PNP moved the national elections to be held shortly after the concert. Uh-oh. So it made it appear that Marley was endorsing him because it was so close to the election. Yeah. And so this turn of events made someone, most likely the JLP members, very angry. And on December 3rd, 1976, three gunmen at least stormed his home. 
They opened fire with machine guns hitting the singer in the arm and wounding his wife and manager. What? While the assassins escaped, everyone survived the attack. Two days later, Marley went on stage as scheduled. I do not... Re- How could I not know that somebody tried to assassinate Bob Marley at one point? Yeah, I but, mean, I didn't know a lot of these. I knew there was a lot of crazy stories, but... I just didn't know there were so many. It's amazing how much stuff we don't know. I know you folks out there think we know everything, but uh, I promise (laughs) you we don't. You're going to be shocked on Birds of a Feather when you find out what I did not know until Punkin here sent me a link to it, Mm. to a story that uh, this this was a part of. You will find out. But we don't know everything, but uh, just forget I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. Just kidding. We do, too. Yes, we do. So, yeah, I thought these were some interesting stories, and there are many more, but I'm going to go ahead and stop bit, stop at that one. But I thought I could not believe how many of these people that we love nearly died wow. in horrific ways, whether it be plots to kill them, you know, out of anger or vengeance, or whether it's just, you know, I'm having this playful conversation and the little devil tells you to shoot me. I mean, like, come on. Come on, guys. You know, and that's not even counting the ones where they actually succeeded. That's or- right. Like uh, John Lennon, here we got George Harrison almost killed, and John Lennon killed. Uh, plot, deliberate, you yep. know, uh, premeditated. There's a, there's a whole other like, yeah, like side of this subject where it's just fans. These aren't even fans. This is all over. But there are people where people almost died because of fans. Oh yeah. yeah. So and obviously the Chapman story is the worst, you know, because we lost. But there's so many times that they've tried. There was even a plot on Bjork's life. There's so many. And Victoria Beckham, a million people they almost killed. In fact, I'll tell you the quick Victoria Beckham. In March 2000, while rehearsing for a Spice Girls performance. Hell yeah. She was hustled to safety after a red dot suddenly appeared on her chest. Oh, shoot. Shortly afterward, a propped open door was discovered, and it was theorized a sniper had been preparing to kill her. I would I would assume, actually, in the absence of finding something, that it was just a laser pointer. Yeah. But I this don't... might have been before laser pointers were a big thing. And, and why I, would you have that as a, I don't know why you but would But, I mean, that. a lot of people, they're very easy to get. They're ter- you should only use them properly. It sucks when people shine them here, there, or anywhere. That's true. I, mean, I used to use one teaching. But, but a propped um, open door yeah. and a red dot, I think there was a problem. Yeah, a red dot appearing on someone. That's, yeah, on their, that's some, on Walter White, some Walter White shit there. So I have two more. These are bonus. I'm going to give you bonus. Bjork. In 1996, 21-year-old Ricardo Lopez was shocked to learn that Bjork. That Bjork well, I'm going to try that again. You don't have to. <laughs> yes, I will. In 1991, 21-year-old Ricardo Lopez was shocked to learn Bjork was in a relationship with the musician Goldie. How As dare she? As a racist, yeah. Lopez was incensed that his beloved singer was dating a black man. Oh, dude. Wanting to punish Bjork, he began working on a deliciously sadistic plan, as he called it. He videotaped 22 hours of his rantings and ravings about this. Originally, he planned on making a bomb full of HIV-infected needles. Get out of here. But when that didn't work, he hauled out a book and put an acid bomb inside its pages. Damn. The plan was to mail the bomb from his Florida's home to her London residence. And on September 12, 1996, Lopez put his explosive package in the mail. Then, after painting his face red, green, and black, he shot himself on camera. Jeez. As Bjork, the, as Bjork music played in the background, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you? Authorities found his body days later after checking his diaries and tapes. The cops went into panic mode. Thankfully, the bomb was stopped before it arrived at her doorstep. Damn, dude. 
See, there really is no upside to fame. It's just honestly. I mean, I mean, you money. get you get to yeah, money of course, and the fact that you get to do what you want. You get to share your your art. Share your art. Uh, collaborate with people. Do, you, right. do pretty much whatever you want artistically. You get a certain freedom, but the fame part this of it is itself. A price. That's. I mean, it's nice to go on stage and have people know you, but when you're in a restaurant, you don't want people fucking with you. you know? No, you don't. One last one as a bonus, and then I swear I'm going to stop Frank Zappa in no, December. I remember that. Yeah. Do you? Okay, 1971. Only that it happened, yeah. Huh. He was performing at Switzerland's Montreux Casino, and some stupid person decided to shoot off a flare gun, burning the place to the ground. Now, so if that those, was one thing. If those lines sound familiar... They're pretty much the lyrics to Smoke on the Water. That's yeah. exactly right. Some stupid with a flare gun. Exactly. And then, so that was just one thing. And then a few days later, he was playing at the London's Rainbow Theater. He wowed the audience as he does. And a 24 year old man charged the musician and pushed him off the stage. Shit. Zappa fell 15 feet. Into a concrete orchestra pit. Oh, oh. It fractured his ankle, his leg. He broke a rib, paralyzed an arm, pulverized his larynx, and put a hole in his head. Jeez. Luckily, he survived, clearly, but he was in a wheelchair for nearly a year. And when he finally got out, one of his legs was shorter than the other, which resulted in chronic back pain. And now, according to Ultimate Classic Rock, the smashed-up larynx possibly affected his singing voice, making it much deeper. The whole incident encouraged the singer to keep a bodyguard at his side at all times wow um according to the song it was frank zappa and the mothers were at the best place around but some stupid with a flare gun burned the place to the ground yep so i guess it was with the mothers i knew that uh something happened to him that he was hurt i didn't know it was deliberate and i didn't know it was that bad yes and interestingly uh this was you said 1971 yes okay much later he would have a hit with a song called dancing fool and he actually says in it, and I never thought, I never gave it a second thought. One of my legs is shorter than the other, ah. and both of my feet's too long. Yep. Uh, in the song "Dancing Fool," he's talking about what a spaz he is. He's basically, if I wrote a song, it would go like that. <laughs> um, but, but you uh, wouldn't have fallen into an orchestra pit, I, pushed I, I, by a fan. I could be pushed. You know, well, no, you see that because I don't have fans. That's why. That's not true. Yeah, I mean, you have bird brains. Fame sucks. Fame sucks. And I got you uh, have pea no, brains. Pea well, brains. Well, bird brains. Pea too. brains. Yeah. Bird brains. Imagine I have and bird brains and pea brains. Yeah. Wow. That's true. But so that's uh, really I did all. not know that. That's uh, that's terrible. I actually saw Zappa once, but uh, he uh, he was taken out for a long time, but you wouldn't know it, honestly. He seems fine, thank goodness, yeah. or until he, he died, of Til course. Until he died, yeah. of course, yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. I promise. I did have a couple just in case, and I thought, oh, I'm throwing up. It's just such a meaty topic, and it's so interesting, and it's so weird. There was a couple you knew about and a few you didn't know about. Um, but the details of those are pretty scary, especially the fitty one. Crazy. And then the one invol involving Alice Cooper is way out there. Yeah. So just some really weird shit. But I thought it'd be a good one for winging it because, well, shit. Is that I, the show we just did? Yeah. If, <laughs> if I don't tell you, how the fuck are you going to know? Well, that brings us to an end for this particular episode of Winging It. And when we come to the end of one of these, that only leaves for you to say the following. Let's fly this coop.
This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.